the pull book is completely off. Off that thirty thousand? I'd say that pull book is off by over a hundred thousand. Wow. That sounds serious. That's a lot of voters who want precinct, isn't it? Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Also in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN. Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Rochester, New York on WRFZ. Down in New Orleans on WHIV. Out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ. In Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN. Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX. Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR. And Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the internets. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Deprogrammed Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today with 48 days, count them, until Inauguration Day, 34 days until the Electoral College votes are accepted or not by Congress Mm. on January 6th. That's an important date. Uh, that we should have had in this countdown long ago, Desi Doyen. <laughs> yeah. 33 days until the election day in Georgia for the two U.S. Senate runoffs to determine control of the U.S. Senate. That's on January 5. We're going to talk about that a bit if we can get to it today. 11 days only until the Electoral College casts its vote to, quote unquote, finalize election 2020. That's on December 14. Um, We'll see if if finalize means finalize. And, of course, just five days until the federal statutory safe harbor deadline that may be ignored this year, we'll see, for resolving any electoral college disputes. That would be next Tuesday when that is supposed to happen. Welcome to the broadcast. We have got a whole lot of show for you today. (laughs) How much we'll actually be able to get to remains to be seen. Hi, Desi Doyen. Hey. Keep me moving today. Whatever you can do, do, keep me moving. So, yeah, buckle up for some crazy. A whole lot of crazy. First, however, before we get to that crazy, uh, some very grim and sad and, frankly, shameful news. The uh, United States has topped 14 million COVID-19 cases in total as of Wednesday, just hours after setting three grim records all in one single day. 
The country registered nearly 205,000 new infections of COVID-19 on the same day, the highest single-day total since the pandemic began. That comes just one month after the U.S. single-day record topped 100,000 cases for the first time, a number that when Dr. Anthony Fauci first warned that we could see as many as 100,000 new cases in a day by fall, I think that was back in the summer, it seemed unthinkable at the time. Well, it happened last month, and this month we have now doubled that number with more than 200,000 new infections in a single day. The second grim milestone after the record number of cases on Wednesday, more people than ever are now hospitalized from the disease in the U.S. with the COVID tracking project reporting more than 100,000 people currently hospitalized across the country as of Wednesday. That is also the most since the pandemic began and by far the grimmest new record coming from Wednesday the U.S. reported 2,777 coronavirus-related deaths on Wednesday alone. That is also the highest single-day death toll since the beginning of the pandemic. Good thing we uh, never took this whole thing seriously, am I right? President Trump, we are now at nearly a 9-11's worth of Americans dead each and every day now, day after day. But it was all just a hoax, right, to make you lose the election, Mr. President? You twisted. Anyway, the country, according to an NBC News tally, now has confirmed more than 14 million cases and more than 274,000 deaths since the pandemic began. As one of our Sunday tunes at Bradblog.com this week noted, hey, congrats, Mr. President, you finally reached 270. Hmm. Almost all of the U.S. has seen a rise in cases over the past month. In the last two weeks, the surge has been most acute in New Mexico, where the percentage of new cases has risen by 109 percent in those two weeks. In Arizona, it has risen 90 percent in those two weeks. And here in California, 75 percent, according to NBC, where uh, new, more uh, stringent Restrictions are uh, going into place uh, seemingly each and every day out here as the crisis worsens. Uh, we still have among the lowest uh, per capita rates for infections and hospitalizations and deaths and so forth. But we've got a lot of people and not nearly enough hospital beds. Our friend uh, David Dayen in his indispensable unsanitized report at the American Prospect observes today an incredible one out of every 800 North Dakota residents have now passed away from the virus. One out of 800. Oh, my. So uh, the virus, of course, is now everywhere. But the hardest hit are still those states with denialist Republican governors who never took this uh, seriously. And many are still not doing so. Dayan also adds that the real national death count based on excess deaths rather than those attributed directly to COVID-19. Excess deaths are the number of deaths higher than we would usually have for this particular period. So it might include people who did not go to the hospital for something that they might otherwise uh, have gone for, for a heart attack or something like that, chest pains, 
for fear of catching COVID at the doctor's office. So the excess death number right now in the U.S. has hit 345,000. 345,000 more deaths than would normally be expected in this time period over the past year. That's an additional 75,000 deaths above the official COVID death number count. And as David notes, there is no signs of things slowing down. There is not many more signs that our dysfunctional federal government either is prepared to take proportional action needed to combat this virus or to combat the economic devastation that is a already here for many Americans and b soon to get much, much worse, even as Biden, Joe Biden prepares to take office at the end of next month. And just a reminder, because we should never forget your current president told us at the end of October that was just barely over a month ago. Here's what he said at a rally in Pennsylvania. COVID, 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 COVID. By the way, on November 4th, you won't hear about it anymore. It's true. COVID, COVID, please don't go and vote COVID. Now, I haven't checked the calendar lately. Let me give it a look there. Yeah, it looks like we are after November 4th, Mr. President. And what do you know? We're still hearing about it. Of course, he's crazy. And getting more deranged by the minute. And uh, besides, he'll be leaving office soon, I think. How about someone who won't be leaving office anytime soon? What did uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz tell us about uh, about covid over the summer? You know, an interesting thing, if it if it ends up that Biden wins in November, I hope he doesn't. I don't think he will. But if he does. I guarantee you the week after the election, suddenly all those Democratic governors, all those Democratic mayors will say, everything's magically better. Go back to work, go back to school. Suddenly the problems are solved. You won't even have to wait for Biden to be sworn in. Really? That's fantastic. Senator, I may have missed all of those Democratic governors telling me that everything is magically solved by now, and I'm still waiting for my money back on that guarantee, sir. Also... Still waiting for uh, Ted Cruz's constituents to realize that they have an unapologetic, pathetic, lying cretin who should never be taken seriously about anything ever again. Who is still representing them, however, in the U.S. Senate. Actually, his constituents uh, may not notice what a lying cretin he is until the media do. Nonetheless, they will continue to give him camera time. And, and take his opinions and insights as if they are serious ones, because that's the way the U.S. corporate media roll. Nobody ever is held accountable for what they say or what they do, at least when they are Republicans. By the way, all of these numbers that we just ran through are about to get much, much worse following the Thanksgiving holiday, no matter what Ted Cruz tells you, no matter what Donald Trump tells you, and worse still as Americans prepare to do it all over again on Christmas. Much like uh, it did before Thanksgiving, the CDC is recommending people cancel plans to travel for the December holidays. I am not uh, happy uh, to report that, but that's what they uh, are now telling all Americans. Cancel your plans for Christmas. Yes, Christmas is canceled. Thanks again, Mr. President. 
I do uh, sure as hell hope that Americans listen this time, however, even as the president of the United States and his corrupt secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, are reportedly holding packed indoor holiday parties all month this month. Fantastic, because, you know, a grifter's got to keep grifting no matter how many people have to die in their quest for personal power. And speaking of which... Attorney General Bill Barr reportedly had a, quote, contentious and intense meeting with Donald Trump on Tuesday. Oh, the poor baby. Yeah, I know. Just after the AP published Barr's remarks that uh, rebuked the sitting president's bogus claims of widespread voter fraud, according to reporting from both ABC News and CNN on Thursday morning. Remember when that story broke this week, Des, just before air, and I said I could hear the screaming all the way from the (laughs) White House out here in California? (laughs) Yes. Well, on Tuesday, Barr reportedly spent, after that story came out, about two and a half hours on White House grounds for what the White House and the uh, DOJ officials had previously described as a uh, pre-planned meeting with White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. However, Barr didn't just meet with Meadows, apparently. Trump beckoned the AG uh, to the uh, uh, to the Oval Office to meet him inside the West Wing. He was, you'll recall, Barr, notorious for echoing Trump's baseless allegations of widespread voter fraud through mail-in voting before the election. And Trump was uh, reportedly incensed by that interview with AP, uh, with the Bill Barr and AP, during which uh, he stated, Barr stated, quote, to date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. The remarks, of course, undercut Trump's endless, baseless, completely unfounded, totally made up and phony voter fraud claims, causing the uh, sitting president to erupt on his attorney general during what ABC and CNN describe as an intense and contentious meeting. I'll bet it was. During a press briefing on Wednesday, White House Press Secretary Kylie McEnany dodged when she was pressed on uh, whether Trump still had confidence in Bill Barr following those remarks to AP. And hours after AP reported on Barr's remarks, The Washington Post and Axios both reported that Trump is actively considering firing Bill Barr and replacing him with someone more willing to do his bidding just weeks before he will be out of office. Yeah, that's not chaotic at all. NBC News confirms those reports today, uh, suggesting that Trump is now privately uh, deliberating over whether he should keep his attorney general or not, as several allies are reportedly trying to advise him against firing Barr. Good luck, allies. On Thursday, during an event at the White House, according to NBC, Trump lashed out at his attorney general, falsely charging, quote, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't looked for voter fraud. He added that Barr's investigators, quote, haven't looked very hard either, which is a disappointment, to be honest with you. There has to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> yes, uh, dozens of, uh, of of assistant U.S. attorneys from all over the country that Barr specifically detailed before the election to seek out any evidence of mass voter fraud which, by the way, was an unprecedented move at the time. It led the head of the DOJ's election crimes unit to resign from that job. 
But yeah, they, the assistant USAs, they just didn't look very hard. Or they, like Donald Trump, would have been able to find this massive uh, fraud that Trump is now actually saying prevented him from winning in all 50 states. All 50 states, yes. He would have even won California, but for this huge plot involving tens of thousands of people and tens of millions of ballots that nobody seems to be able to find any actual evidence for other than the president and his loony minions. And yes, you'll hear shortly from some of those minions and just how loony they are. Asked if he still had uh, confidence in his AG, Trump said today, quote, Ask me that in a number of weeks from now. This is criminal stuff, he said. This is very bad. Criminal stuff. It's criminal stuff, Des. He would know. (laughs) Yes, he would. Criminal stuff, apparently, that the nation's top criminal law enforcement agent uh, can't seem to find, but Donald Trump can. Okay, sounds legit. Oddly enough, however, as we pointed out earlier this week, uh, even Trump can't seem to find any evidence, any actual evidence of fraud, at least his own lawyers can't. His very own lawyers, as they have not included any evidence or even claims of fraud in any of their court filings, uh, where, you know, unlike on Twitter and on Fox News, you can't just say there was fraud. You actually have to show evidence of it. Perhaps that's why they haven't actually argued that there's fraud in actual filings that they file with the court. That became clear again uh, today when the right wing Wisconsin Supreme Court rejected the Trump campaign's latest attempt to throw out hundreds of thousands of legal uh, legal ballots in hopes of flipping the election in the Badger state where Donald Trump lost by about 20,000 votes. Even after the partial recount that he requested and paid for, Uh, resulted in Biden increasing his margin over the outgoing loser president. The Wisconsin Supreme Court on Thursday declined to take up a challenge to the presidential election filed by President Trump's campaign, but they did not reject it outright, per se. They found that under state law, it should have been it should have uh, they, they should have sought a hearing first in a lower level court. Trump's campaign could still seek to challenge Biden's more than 20,000 vote certified lead in the state in Wisconsin's circuit court. But the refusal of the state's highest court to take up Trump's petition is yet another new blow to what Washington Post describes as Trump's foundering efforts to overturn the election and a particularly stinging rebuke, they say, given that so-called conservatives currently hold a four to three majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. One conservative justice, Brian Hagedorn, joined the court's three more liberal members in declining to take the case. In a statement, Trump campaign lawyer James Troupas said that the campaign planned immediately to file in circuit court and that the campaign expects, quote, to be back in front of the Supreme Court very soon. Guess that means they expect to lose at the circuit court level? (laughs) I don't know. Trump's campaign had argued the matter was of such pressing and urgent concern that it should be considered immediately by the high court. In their petition, they argued that more than 220,000 ballots cast in the state's two most Democratic counties were improperly accepted by election officials and should be thrown out. 
Now, please note this part, uh, Trumpers. The campaign did not allege that individual voters committed any fraud or engaged in any wrongdoing. Just like in their previous cases, they have not argued any evidence of fraud, despite how Trump and his campaign are lying to you suckers in public and when they're asking you suckers to send them more money to line Trump's pocket as he uh, leaves on January 20th, if not earlier at this point. The campaign argues not fraud, but that election officials misinterpreted state law regarding several large categories of ballots, including all of the ballots that were cast early and in person. They call it early in-person absentee voting in the Milwaukee and Dane counties, the states, again, their most leaning, de uh, Democratic-leaning uh, counties. The ones with the most black voters. And you know uh, who's on that list of votes, by the way, that should be uh, tossed out, according to the campaign? Trump campaign lawyer James Troupas. <laughs> His own vote. He thinks it should be thrown out. He thinks it was cast unlawfully. He voted early and in person, apparently, in uh, you think either Milwaukee or Dane. The campaign claims that early in-person absentee voting is illegal in the state, even though the practice uh, was used in the November elections and are identical to the practices that were used in place statewide, not just Milwaukee and Dane. So they want to throw out all the votes in Milwaukee and Dane because there was early absentee voting, but the same policy was used everywhere in the state. And by the way, those policies have been unchanged since before the 2016 election when Trump won, reportedly, and he did not contest at that time. So this is all, almost certainly going to be a fatal blow to the case, I would think, under the so-called doctrine of latches, uh, which basically means you filed it too late. If, if you felt it was unlawful, you needed to challenge it when you first learned about it, not when it came back to adversely affect you. The state high court also said that state law requires that the challenge be filed first in a lower circuit court, <clears throat> a law which I guess uh, three of the court's so-called conservatives were willing to ignore in this matter. Uh, under state law, a candidate gets five days to file such a challenge, so that window will close on Monday for Team Trump. I expect them to be in the lower court very soon, perhaps even before we're off the air. <laughs> yeah. If the uh, case makes it back to the Wisconsin Supremes, the outlook is not good. Chief Justice Patience Rogensack, a, uh, a Republican herself, wrote that while she believed the court should take the case to decide whether the state gave incorrect advice to local clerks about how to run the election, uh, she said, quote, however, doing so does not necessarily lead to striking absentee ballots that were cast by following incorrect advice. She said the remedy that petitioners seek may be out of reach for a number of reasons, unquote. Trump also filed a lawsuit in federal court late Wednesday challenging the Wisconsin results as well. Boy, he's got a lot of spaghetti to throw at the wall, doesn't he? That case argues that, and by the way, that's uh, thanks to you uh, suckers and stooges who keep sending him money for cases in which he is not going to win. 
Anyway, that federal case argues that the bipartisan state elections commission in Wisconsin violated so many state laws in running the election that they violated constitutional provisions assigning the job for deciding how to choose presidential electors to the state legislature instead. So forget about what the voters said. This should be left up to uh, the state legislature, which happens to be a gerrymandered Republican majority state legislature, uh, because there were just so many laws violated. We don't know who won in Wisconsin. Let's leave it up to the state legislature to decide. The practices to which the president objected were similar to those that his campaign has previously challenged that have been in place for years and were applied to ballots across the entire state. Again, no allegations of fraud in the federal case either. Weird, isn't it? Well, even uh, Trump's top sycophants now are beginning to take notice of this, and maybe, just maybe, they're beginning to tire of his nonsense as well. As unthinkable as that seems, Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina on Wednesday night on Fox News, begged Trump's legal team to actually provide evidence in their court fights to back up their accusations that the election has been tainted by massive fraud. To the Trump legal team, you're making all these claims. You got to prove it. Doing a video is not proof. You need to take these claims into a court of law and get relief. Oh, so now doing a video is not proof. <laughs> His uh, comments, uh, Senator Graham's comments there, followed a 46-minute video that Donald Trump posted on Facebook on Wednesday spewing all kinds of fraudulent claims about massive fraud and the election being rigged and what he claimed, quote, may be the most important speech I've ever made. So important that he pre-recorded it and posted it to Facebook instead of actually doing it live before reporters and so on and so forth. The uh, president demanded that somebody, be it the media or judges, validate his fake claims that the race had been, quote, stolen from him and that he was the true victor. He said, quote, they know who won the election, but they refuse to say you're right. Our country needs somebody to say you're right, Trump said. Actually, sir, that may be what you need, and you need it desperately, which is why it was no mistake that you also mentioned in that same 46-minute video that state prosecutors from New York and D.C. are closing in on you and, for all we know, may well have indictments ready to serve you with it. One minute after noon on January 20th, once you're no longer president anymore. And as you know, sir, even a self-pardon, if it was allowed by our Constitution, and that is very unclear. Uh, but even so, no presidential pardon. For example, if you stepped down and allowed Mike Pence to pardon you just before you left, none of that will protect you from state charges that are likely coming your way. And no, a presidential pardon will not protect your family members either against state charges. We know that makes you crazy, sir. But it doesn't take much. That's why, of course, you're sending Rudy Giuliani to Pennsylvania and Arizona and yesterday to Michigan. I think he's down in Georgia today to their legislatures uh, to, to try to hoax them into saying you're right. 
So maybe, just maybe, somehow you can get them to overturn the will of the voters to choose you as the president and cause enough havoc that all of this gets thrown to the Congress to decide. Crazy? Probably. Possible? Uh, not likely. But yes, still possible, at least for the moment. And while all of this makes you crazy, sir... The more disturbing thing is that while you actually have much to lose in all of this, your brain poison supporters actually don't. But you've helped to make them crazy, too, in the bargain. How crazy? We'll find out after a short break as the crazy train rolls up through Michigan and down to Georgia, all right here on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Five major corporations now control more than 80% of the media in the United States, but they don't control us. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. You can make a difference. Support independent media. Drop by bradblog.com donate. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Yes, we are. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. So, okay, yesterday we discussed how dangerous that all of this is becoming with, with uh, one of Trump's Fox News TV attorneys, Joe DeGeneva, calling on Trump's former top cybersecurity expert, Chris Krebs, to be shot because he dared to say that the election was secure and that votes were not flipped to Joe Biden. We aired the impassioned plea from Georgia's Republican voting systems manager, Gabe Sterling, after death threats continued to come to him and to the state Republican governor, Brian Kemp, and the state's Republican secretary of state, Brad Raffensperger, both of them very Trumpy, big Trump supporters, and uh, now threats uh, to low-level contractor election workers after Trump has accused all of those very Trumpy Republicans of stealing the election from him somehow in Georgia to give the state to Biden. At the same time as that was going on, Trump's other terrible personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, has been going around the country with these dog and pony shows with Republican state legislative members for pretend hearings in rented hotel rooms so far in Pennsylvania and in Arizona, pretending to offer evidence of massive fraud in the presidential election in those states while failing to actually show any fraud in the actual court filings in those same states. Well, on Wednesday, Rudy had another such hearing, this time in Michigan. And this time, the gerrymandered Michigan House of Representatives actually allowed him to actually have this thing in the state house itself in a formalish hearing where Rudy was allowed to make his presentation and bring witnesses to testify to all of the fraud that they have personally witnessed during the election. When the uh, Giuliani show made its stop in Lansing on Wednesday night, where he again instructed legislators to ignore the state's millions of votes for Joe Biden and instead deliver a second term to Donald Trump, 
It may have soured Trump's case in the eyes of at least some Michigan Republican legislators. This, according to TPM's Matt Shuham, uh, they were yelled at by Giuliani's witnesses and they were made to hear out bogus election fraud pitches for four and a half hours. Ow. Rather than they had scheduled three, it went to four and a half. The state, of course, uh, has already certified Joe Biden as the uh, winner of the election there. But Team Trump is hoping that there will uh, be some way to allow the gerrymandered GOP majority legislative bodies in in uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, uh, to somehow just vote to toss out the election results and assign the electors in those states to Donald Trump against the wishes of the voters. And if they can toss up a whole bunch of smoke to pretend that the elections were just so messy, we can't actually know who won. Who knows? It was just such a disaster. And if they can get approval for all of this from the U.S. Supreme Court, well, then they think they can still somehow win. But they're going to have to do a much better job than they currently are, I would wager. Uh, no witness, according to Shuham, characterized the night better than Melissa Carone, who claimed that widespread fraud had occurred at the TCF Center in Detroit. She saw it, where these absentee ballots were uh, were counted after the uh, election night. Among other things, Carone claimed that thousands and thousands of votes for Joe Biden were run multiple times through the vote tabulation machines, which the Republicans on the committee, including Representative Stephen Johnson here in this clip, were trying and trying and trying to understand from her testimony as she was sitting right next to Rudy Giuliani through all of this. He's the one who brought in all of these witnesses. Here is a bit of that embarrassing display on Wednesday. Thank you, Mr. Chair. So obviously these allegations are very troubling. This is my my question here. If these ballots were run through multiple times, as you've alleged, and then you said possibly up to 30,000 times, definitely thousands of times mm -hmm. being counted, when we examine the poll book and see who voted and we count those numbers, yes. would they then not line up with the total number of votes coming out of Detroit? Just later. Later. Uh, the, the, poll book, the poll book is completely off. Completely off. Off that 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. <laughs> that poll book? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you, do you even know the answer to that? No, I guess it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom zero. of this here. Zero. There's zero. So my question then is if the guess how many wait what about what about how what, what about the turnout rate 120 percent well let's uh let's let representative johnson ask his question <laughs> so the poll book number okay, there, there's two things that could happen here either the poll book number if ballots from caught multiple multiple times there, there's two options option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match they the, don't the actual not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that they essentially were, were filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead that, people, too? So is that, Let's I guess, let is that Representative your Representative Johnson ask his question, and then when I he's done... I thought that was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess uh, that, that's what, my, my question here is why we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do, take it, and uh, do something crazy to it? <laughs> 
I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saw. That they're filling in. I know what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay, we're. I think, I'm just trying I, to ask you a let me, legitimate uh, question here. Yeah, let's let Representative Johnson ask his question and then don't interrupt him. And then, okay. and then if you want to respond to it, that's fine. It, uh, did you, you have more representative? Yeah, I guess I just want to keep following back up with the poll book. So are we saying that the poll book is either wildly off or that they are, that they are filling in names? It's wildly off and dead people voted and uh, illegals voted. Okay. So that's my uh, answer. I think we're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe you better move on there. <laughs> Why, what did you people do with the, with the poll book? A hundred thousand. Did you change it? Uh, so, yeah, that was not a random, uh, by the way, you know, uh, public comment period or something. That was a witness that Rudy Giuliani planned and organized with and, and brought up on purpose before the Michigan lawmakers after he accepted an affidavit from her. I guess. She was vetted. And that's what they have. Uh, did you change the poll box? Maybe. Uh, this is this is how they're making their case. And there were many others who had even less to work with in their testimony. This is the kind of crazy that they are now not just citing, but they are encouraging. And then at the same time, on Wednesday, down in Georgia, the pro-Trump attorney, Lynn Wood, who has become a huge star in the pro-Trump QAnon Stop the Steal movement world, uh, okay. Uh, along with uh, uh, Trump attorney Sidney Powell, they had a Stop the Steal event. Sidney Powell, of course, believes my reports at bradblog.com prove somehow that dead Hugo Chavez of Venezuela somehow worked with Dominion Voting Systems of Canada to steal the election for Joe Biden from Donald Trump. Anyway, Lynn Wood and, and, and uh, Sidney Powell led a rally in Georgia on Wednesday to stop the steal, where Wood, wearing a red Make America Great Again cap and maybe a blonde Trump wig. I can't tell for sure if that was his actual hair or if he was wearing a, a, a Trump wig. Uh, anyway, he claimed that Trump won over 410 electoral votes, Desi. Mm. And, quote, he damn near won every state, including California. Okay. And then he called on the attendees to focus on the far-right, very Trumpy governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. I want you to go to the governor's mansion. I want you to circle it. I want you to blow your horns until Brian Kemp comes out and orders a special session of the Georgia legislature. Get us our legislature and tell everybody we want our legislator to meet and we want him to fix the mess that he created. And then he can resign. And then as far as I'm concerned, lock him up. There was, uh, there was a lot of people at that uh, at that rally, wasn't there? And by the way, what do they want a, a, the special session of the legislature to do? Unclear, but I believe they want to give the state's electors to Trump and change the law before the critical January 5 U.S. Senate runoffs in Georgia that will determine control of the U.S. Senate. And while I 
have been calling for Republicans to join me in demanding hand-marked paper ballots for that election to be hand-counted publicly on election night so we can get uh, Sidney Powell's evil Dominion voting system completely out of the matter, out of the state. Well, she had a similar but different idea for the crowd on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, she said, quote, we must have voter ID. <laughs> Uh, presumably she's referring to voter IDs mandated for inclusion with mail-in ballots because they already have voter ID uh, requirements at the polls. But so I guess this would be for for uh, mail-in ballots. And, quote, she said, we probably must go back to paper ballots. Well, that's good instead of the touch screens that they have to use at the polls. But then she said paper ballots that are signed. Oh, dear. And have your thumbprint on them. Oh, my. That's a little unconstitutional there, sweetheart. Yeah, she was so close. (laughs) She was just, uh, but uh, yeah, so we're going to have to do away with that whole secret ballot thing, apparently, that we do in this country. Anyway, eventually, back to Lynn Wood, he asked members of the audience if they had any questions for him. One of the women uh, said, uh, can you give us some responses to give to my family or loved ones who think we're crazy? Good luck. Uh, crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. Uh, and Lynn Wood actually uh, may be legit bonkers, as Josh Marshall reports today. He says uh, that prior to his Trumpist incarnation, Wood was a regionally known sort of celebrity lawyer involved in uh, some high profile cases. He was very successful. Um, He says, I don't think he was known for supporting coups or being unhinged or evil previously. Uh, He was the guy who represented uh, that Nicholas Sandman character. Remember the kid from Covington, Kentucky, uh, who was involved in that incident with the Native American activist at the Lincoln Memorial? Oh, yeah. Remember that guy? Uh, He also apparently took the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, the the guy up in the, the kid up in Wisconsin who killed a couple people during um, during a protest. Um, and now, apparently, since the November election, he's been at the forefront of some of the craziest of these uh, fraud conspiracies coming out from uh, Trump and uh, Team Trump and the demands to actually overthrow the government. Um, Josh says he's uh, Wood is one of many people in the Trump era who were prominent but seemed relatively normal and unremarkable until Trump came along and either revealed them to be or made them bonkers and or evil. In Wood's case, he says it's a bit more than being another 60 something pro Trump fanboy. He is clearly a major QAnon supporter. He appears to be. Uh, part of this latest call to quite literally overthrow the republic and suspend the Constitution and throw out the results of the November election. Back in November, uh, I'm sorry, September, he notes, three former law partners uh, sued Linwood for fees tied to the dissolution of their partnership, and they claimed they had to quit because the dude essentially lost his mind. Mm. Uh, In uh, their course of their filings, they talk about all kinds of behavior from abusive to unstable to erratic to even delusional. They claim that Wood committed, quote, assault and battery on one of the former partners who had come to do a welfare check on him in uh, late 2019 when the erratic behavior had begun. There are various other times when he summoned them to his residence in the middle of the night. At other times, he claimed he was 
dis, uh, 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 disciplining his legal partners, quote, at the discretion of Almighty God. In one monologue uh, conference call, he allegedly referred to himself as the Almighty. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he may be literally bonkers at this point. But crazy or not, apparently he is welcome with Sidney Powell and the rest of the Team Trump, where uh, at that Stop the Steal rally in Georgia on Wednesday, he joined Powell in doing what is absolutely freaking out Republicans right now in Georgia before the January 5th runoffs for incumbent Republican Senators Kelly Loeffler and, Leffler and David Perdue. They're running against Democrats Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff to determine control of the U.S. Senate. And here was what Lynn Wood had to say about that. Where's Kelly Loeffler here? Where's David Perdue? He ought to be standing right here. Those two people want your vote, then they ought to tell you what we're telling Brian Kemp. Get a special session of the legislature now. Do not be fooled twice. This is Georgia. We ain't dumb. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. You're not going to fool Georgians again. If Kelly Loeffler wants your vote, if David Perdue wants your vote, they've got to earn it. They've got to demand publicly, repeatedly, consistently, Brian Kemp call a special session of the Georgia legislature. And if they do not do it, if Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. Don't you give it to them. Yikes. Don't you vote for the Republicans, even though it, uh, the control of the U.S. Senate is up for grabs. No wonder Republicans are freaking out about this and about Sidney Powell, who was right there with them. Sidney Powell was announced just about two weeks ago as being a member of Donald Trump's team. She was at that famous uh, hair dye press conference with, with Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> where he was melting in Washington D.C., uh, and then a few days later, after she uh, talked about blowing up Georgia and going after Brian Kemp and claiming that Kemp and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger had taken money from lobbyists to get the terrible Dominion voting systems uh, machines into uh, Georgia, they sort of cut her loose. Said, "Oh, she's not really with us." Well. Uh, this is what is going on in Georgia right now, and I'm not playing this stuff to make fun of these people, even though they clearly sound crazy. I am playing this stuff, sharing this stuff with you, because you need to know what is going on. And this is what is going on, and these people are being made crazier and crazier by the minute. But this is what they're doing, and this is where we're heading. And there are calls now to boycott the January 5 election. There are calls to write in Donald Trump. Many of them, I swear to God, must be coming from Democrats. But no, there you go. You hear Lynn Wood at this Stop the Steal rally standing right next to Sidney Powell. It is insane. Uh, but don't take my word for it. Let's take a quick break. Come back with uh, an actual right winger trying to explain how insane all of this actually is. You shouldn't believe me, but 
Maybe uh, some family members of yours, Desi Doyen, will believe this next guy. Quick break, and we're back with more on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that crazy dial. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. Please drop by bradblog.com donate. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Okay, so Brian Kemp, huge Trump supporter, Republican Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia. He is under attack from Republicans. The Republican Secretary of State in Georgia is under attack by Republicans. The Republicans don't want Republicans people to vote for the Republicans in the upcoming Senate race in Georgia. Senate race says Senate runoffs in Georgia for control of the U.S. Senate to take it away from Mitch McConnell uh, and give it to the Democrats and Trump's own criminally lawyer fixer and Attorney General Bill Barr told AP this week that the Department of Justice has seen no evidence that would change the results of the general election. Uh, So he, too, has now come under attack from these Republicans and may be fired by Donald Trump. Uh, When I posted our show yesterday, sort of talking about how dark all of this and dangerous all of this was getting, uh, I posted at bradblog.com. I also cross-posted at Daily uh, Coast. Someone, a a commenter named Ambular, uh, quoted part of what I had written. I said, it is, of course, insane that we find ourselves in support of folks like Gabe Sterling, the uh, the voting system manager in Georgia, uh, who gave that impassioned speech to say basically knock it off with the death threats already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe Sterling, uh, Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, Governor Brian Kemp, at least on these points, I said it's insane that I find myself supporting them, at least on these points where they're saying, knock it off with the death threats. Ambular writes to say, on the contrary, it is eminently sane to support fellow Americans when they stand up for what is right in defiance of fascist seditionists, no matter which party they belong to or what other quarrels we may have with them. That's how this is supposed to work. Insanity is demonizing the opposition, no matter what they say or do, for no other reason than because they're the opposition. I think Ambular has a good point. Oh, definitely. So to give you an idea of just how insane I believe all of this has become uh, and how much I am uh, more than happy to support people who I normally do not agree with at all, I'm going to read a Twitter feed here from the far right former editor of Red State, Eric Erickson who is uh, so much of a wingnut, by the way, that he blocks me on Twitter. So I had to take extraordinary measures just to be able to read this rant 
you know, extraordinary by opening up a browser or a <laughs> private window. But uh, so it's not that extraordinary. But this I, I wanted to do so that I could share uh, this this thread. And the, but the fact that I would share anything at all from this guy should give you an idea of how dangerous I think this moment is and that I'm willing to share even Eric Erickson here if it might help somehow. As, as snarky as he is being here in parts of this thread, I would say uh, please share it, especially with your brain-poisoned Trump-supporting friends and family. I'll link to his uh, thread. Uh, it starts this way. He says, might as well start up the nightly bag of hate mail with some blunt truths. I say this as a supporter and donor of the president's reelection effort. A lot of his core supporters who've never contributed a penny to his campaign will blast me as never Trump. But he says, according to the Trump world narrative, the president was failed by multiple chiefs of staff, his first attorney general and now his second. The Durham investigation, that's the uh, he's the U.S. attorney that Bill Barr assigned to investigate the FBI and DOJ for their investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 election and uh, Team Trump's ties to it. The Durham investigation that would expose everything is exposing nothing, not even itself. But just you wait and see. The Trump-controlled Department of Justice and Trump-controlled FBI are in on stealing the election from their boss, along with possibly the CIA and now Fox News, whose accurate call of Arizona was right but hurt feelings by coming too soon. The Republican governors of Georgia and Arizona and the Republican legislators of Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are in on picking the infrastructure that stole the election and will do nothing to stop it. The Republican Party in Georgia is unable to get the Republican governor, the lieutenant governor, the secretary of state, or the attorney general to act to do the president's bidding. So they all must be in cahoots with Stacey Abrams, who they all dislike. Dominion Voting Systems handed the vote to Donald Trump in all of the counties in which their machines were used in Pennsylvania, but was somehow in on the act of stealing the election there and elsewhere. And by the way, though, Team Trump, uh, I should note, uh, this is me talking, not Eric Erickson. Uh, Team Trump has claimed that Dominion stole the election from them in Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia uses voting machines that are made by ESNS, not by Dominion. All the counties where Dominion uh, is used in Pennsylvania, they actually went to Donald Trump. Back to Eric Erickson here. The paper ballot votes in Georgia aligned with the Dominion voting systems machine count. So that is proof somehow that the election was stolen, as were the disproportionate use of absentee ballots by Democrats when Trump said not to use them and Biden said to use them. The lawsuits being filed by President Trump's team are all being tossed from court, often by the judges the president himself has picked. The lawyers have failed him. So have his judges and courts. Erickson says snarkily, maybe it is all a grand conspiracy. Or maybe, just maybe, and this is a wild idea, but maybe the man who said he hired the best people didn't. And that ultimately means that he's not actually very good at picking the right people. But wait, there's more, says Erickson. 
For the sake of argument, let's suppose that the attorney general who previously served as attorney general for George H.W. Bush is actually a highly competent individual. And the uh, John Durham, U.S. attorney John Durham, is highly competent, too. But both have been unable to deliver results that would expose the deep state conspiracy against the president, the one that also involves the DOJ, the FBI and the CIA stealing the election from the president with the help of Republican governors and legislators. And there are a bunch of courtiers to the Trump administration who have been assuring us that just you wait, it's all going to be exposed and people are going to jail and the deep state house of cards is collapsing. Maybe, he writes, and I know this might just blow your mind, but maybe what if you have been lied to the whole time? That there is no conspiracy. There is no theft of the election. The president hired highly competent people, but it is him, not them, that is the problem. And then maybe, just maybe, because it is him, not them, that is the problem, Ultimately, it is really you who are the problem because you so willingly got played and even now want to be played because now you're emotionally invested in a cause and a candidate. And to admit that you were played and that he lost and there was no deep state conspiracy or theft of the election would actually make you look bad. So it's better to double down on the lies and BS and blame everyone else. From Trump-appointed AGs to the Trump-appointed FBI director to the Trump-appointed CIA director to various Trump-endorsed governors to the GOP establishment to corporate America to the Carlyle Group, the Rothschilds, the Russians, and the Chinese. Or maybe Hillary Clinton was so deeply disliked that Trump could beat her, and if he had not flubbed his first debate with Biden had had not so many insane tweets and had not handled the viral situation as he had, he could have beaten Biden. But voters got exhausted and chose to move on. Or who knows, maybe the deep state stole it. And if so, using the same machines in four years, good luck, Trump running again. That's Eric Erickson. Yep. Right winger. Uh extraordinaire <laughs> maybe you people are the problem maybe it's not everyone else anyway something to think about send it to your uh, family Desi Doyen yeah we gotta get out Desi Doyen is of course our producer and thank you very much and my thanks to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us we hope you feel a little bit smarter today uh, you can drop me email anytime you like. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. You can find me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Brad Blog. And if you missed any portion of today's show and want to share it with your friends, families, and uh, enemies, you can do so at bradblog.com. That is a free service. Thanks to those of you who stopped by bradblog.com slash donate. All right, that's it. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Does that make me crazy?